Maxine Waters has paid her daughter $1.1 million from campaign funds. Portland smashes its own yearly homicide record. Lori Lightfoot violates her own mask mandates at a WNBA game. And a California school appears to be a California school. A bunch of students sitting for the national anthem. I'm going to go over this and more in just one second. If you can, please drop this video a like, subscribe, turn the post notifications on, do video every single day. If you can, listen to full episode of the show, the Joey Saladino Show, and all the podcast apps. Now let's get right into this. Lori Lightfoot gets caught violating a mask mandate at a WNBA game. Now in this photo that I have up on screen, if you're listening, I'll describe it to you. It's Lori Lightfoot in the middle of the crowd, and she is the only one with without a mask. First off, I'm surprised that there's a crowd at this WNBA game, so I, I'm wondering how much they got paid. Now, I'm, I can actually count on one hand how many people have their mask down, but I believe almost everybody in this clip at least has a mask on their face. So I see one person with the mask down on their face, uh, one uh, two, three, honestly, it might be five out of a crowd of over a hundred I'm seeing over here. I actually see one, maybe two other people without a mask on at all. Um, but it's a very large crowd. There's another fourth one, a third one. I'm sorry. I see, I think thir three people without a mask on at all. Um, obviously Lori Lightfoot is one of those people. So, Hey, the day, the day Democrats start following their, their guidance and their mandates, uh, is the day I get vaccinated. So let's read. Lori Lightfoot violates mask mandate at WNBA games. Since the COVID-19 pandemic began, Democrat leaders have been creating rules that restrict the freedom of their constituents only to later violate their own policy. And she tweeted this out. What a moment. Uh, congrats, champs. But not the first and last for Chicago, whatever. Um, I want to read some of the comments that people said to this. That's cute, but Illinois has an indoor mask mandate regardless of vaccine status. Ma'am, where is your mask? Someone said this. I was... Sitting across from the mayor, she had her mask on the entire game. She pushed it down because the woman in the yellow hat was uh, taking a photo. She didn't push a mask down. She's not wearing a mask at all. She got incredibly ratioed. Someone said, I appreciate the clarification, but it seems that someone making the rules would work extra hard to wear a mask during a photo op. It's like she's getting a haircut when the rules say you can't. Someone, then they replied, hey, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, just just saw what happened and sharing. Uh, if she pushed the mask down for the photo, why isn't it visible in the photo at all? <laughs> and they got no answer. Um, Thank you for the permission to take the mask off while I attend an SIU game. Photos can be erased and they don't lie. Thank you for proving the point. Okay. Um, I thought there was an indoor mask mandate in place. I guess not for everyone, A. Eh? Uh, let's continue reading the article. On Sunday, Mayor Lori Lightfoot of Chicago was caught once again violating a local and state mask mandate for a WNBA finals in her own city. She was one of the people who shared the photo of her mask surrounded by others. The irony is that, first off, look how, I don't even know why I didn't bring this up before, but this is an incredibly dense crowd. Like, masks would really do much, if not anything, um, in such a dense crowd like this. Obviously, it's not about science. So what, what are we, why, why are we even speaking logic here when it's never, it's never been about science? Um, Democrats like Lori Lightfoot at the very beginning stressed the importance of mask wearing, social edition, especially in, the, in large groups. Despite the rhetoric, Lori Lightfoot has been seen maskless as Black Lives Matter protesters packed in other protesters. Uh, breaking, uh, some breaking news when you, uh, this is just another photo of, um, Cuomo violating his mandate. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, Speaker Hazard, okay, they're just talking about all the other times Democrats broke their, their mask policies. I mean, if you were to make one 
I guess, mega article of Democrats violating their own mandates. It would probably be the, the length of the Bible, in my opinion. Portland smashes its own record for yearly homicides. So let's read this one. Portland is the largest and most violent city in Oregon, has recently broken its own homicide record. If for anything, the city of Portland is known for violent crime and the vicious protests against policing on the border. Lawlessness, Portland sets a new homicide record with over 66 killings this year and more than 1,000 shootings. Before we read too much into this article, I just want to say the Democrats are very good at breaking records. They're, they're doing a tremendous job at breaking the records. The records are not breaking tend to be good records. They tend to be on the on the worst side, like so, like a situation like this. But you got to hand it to them. Democrats, great, great job breaking records. So Fox News reported the number of homicides in Portland are now surpassed the previous annual record of 66. So they are already beat last year. Uh, not last year. They beat the record year in 1987. And there's still more than two months to go in the calendar year. As of Tuesday, Oregon's largest city has recorded 67 killings so far this year, three quarters of which have been carried out by firearms, according to the Associated Press. And the number total of shootings around 1,000 has also left an additional 314 people injured. The police believe that many of the shootings are linked to gangs. However, they admit that the skyrocketing violence is also affecting innocent bystanders. A nine-year-old named Hamad, whatever, okay, uh, with her father and brother, uh, when a group of individuals wearing ski masks over their faces began shooting, one bullet landed only inches from the young girl. I mean, it actually happens a lot of innocent children, bystanders being, you know, caught in the crosshairs, crossfire. Uh, we are running on fumes. There's no way we can investigate thoroughly and correctly all these shootings, said the executive director of Portland's uh, police union. This is what happens when you advocate for defunding the police. This is what happens when you, you want the police to be defunded uh, and you're trying to cut them and, you, and, you're trying, and, and they're quitting because they don't want to work for a government that's going to treat them like that. This is what happens. Who could have possibly seen this coming? Who could have possibly predicted this? If only, if only somebody could have foreseen this. Some Americans immediately jump to the gun when they hear about the increase in firearms-related homicides. The only problem is that most firearms are violently used or illegally owned weapons, and most are handguns and not rifles like AR-15s, and they're traditionally policed under gun control legislation. According to the FBI uh, Universal Crime Reporting Database, blunt objects were used as weapons twice as more than rifles in the homicides from 2015 to 2019, cutting objects such as knives were used in homicides 7.1 times more than rifles, and finally handguns were used 28.8 times more than rifles, during the, during, uh, including AR-15s and other military-grade weapons. Um, let's see. Yet no sane person is calling from blunt objects, knives, and cutting instruments or handguns to be banned. Handguns prevent more deaths than they cause, especially when the scope is narrowed down to only legal handguns. Unfortunately, a city like Portland is likely to deal with the issue of violence by further restricting firearm usage and refusing to finance police budgets. It's as clear as day. It is as clear as day. Every single thing that Democrats touch goes to shit. Every single time and everywhere, it's just a fact of the reality of the situation. It is a historical precedent literally going back thousand, how many hundreds of years to socialism and Marxism and everything they touch goes to shit. And there is a today precedent of everything they're touching going to shit. But yet, the brainwash will be brainwashed. The socialist, the 
The people who don't want to contribute to society, they will remain brainwashed in the society. What we got to hope for is the people of the middle ground, the everyday Americans who once thought orange man bad. Um, let me just vote for Biden. Everyone's saying he's bad. And then boom, their gas prices skyrocket. Boom, the shelves are empty. Boom, they're getting fired from their job because they don't want the vaccine. And all of a sudden, they're realizing, holy crap, I guess Trump wasn't that bad because he was actually making things better. So, so our best case is for people like that to wake up and we'll win this country. So Maxine Waters has paid her daughter uh, $75.4,000 in campaign funds this year alone. And she got paid. She Apparently, the daughter has been getting paid since 2003. And we're going to go over what was uncovered by, the, I guess, the finance, whatever. So, uh, first off, this is how Democrats get rich. It's either they're doing insider trading like Pelosi or they're just paying out their own family members from the campaign funds. So, let's read. Maxine Waters, the House Finances Service Committee chairwoman, has reportedly paid her daughter over $70,000 this year from campaign funds. Through September, Karen Waters received $74,000 in donor cash from her mother. In the last quarter alone, she gave her daughter $20,000. Since 2003, Karen Waters has made over $1.1 million for working on campaigns for her mother. $250,000 was transferred for her during the 2020 election cycle. While working on the campaign, Karen Waters was uh, responsible for organizing state mailing operations, Fox News explained that the uncommon practice is where a consulting firm is hired to create a pamphlet of sorts that contains a list of candidates or policy measures and advisors votes uh, how to cast their ballots. Maxine Wat someone tweeted this out. Maxine Waters funneled more than $1 million in various campaigns to her daughter, Karen Waters, since 2003. Karen Waters received over $1.1 million for her services in her mother's campaign. $250,000 came from the most recent election cycle reported the Federal Election Commission. Supposedly, Waters uh, was the only politician to use a state mailer operation in the election last year. However, Governor Gavin Newsom and Vice President Kamala Harris used the campaigning method in the past. Waters' daughter was not the only one receiving cash from her career in 2004, Los Angeles Times Waters for uh, Los Angeles Times exposed Waters for giving one million dollars to other family members over an eight-year span. During the time, Waters said, "They do their business, and I'll do mine. We're not bad people," she added. Now, th this is this is the reason why Democrats that are on a, a salary are able to afford luxurious mansions and they're able to get rich. And this is why they don't want to step down from office and they'll literally be 100 years old in office because it's so profitable. If, there was, if this was a Republican doing this, it would be a completely different story. There'll be open investigations. They'll be trying to kick that person out of Congress or out of Senate, wherever they would be. Uh, but when it happens with the Democrats, what we're going to probably see is a blind eye being turned. Let's hope some form of investigation gets opened up. We see this happen with, with AOC all the time. We're seeing sketchy shit with Pelosi. And even on the rare occasion where we see something sketchy going on in a Republican, guess what? We're calling it out, too. Even when it comes to that stuff, we're not always just defending our own party. If I, if I see someone in our own party doing something nefarious like this, I'm going to call it out. It's as simple as that. So up on screen, I have a video of what appears to be high school kids sitting for the national anthem. Now, this was posted on TikTok, and it says, only four people, including me, stood up. And this was during the national anthem. Looks like all the other kids are just 
lollygagging, just minding their own business, um, sitting around doing nothing. Now, I, I have to say, I don't believe that, that kids should be forced to stand for the national anthem because of freedom of choice and whatnot. But I do believe that they should want to respect the flag, the service members, and what this country stands for. They should want to. They should want to respect it. But the problem is, uh, it seems like I believe that this was in California because the person who posted it is a 17-year-old Californian Christian patriot. Hashtag let's go Brandon, but it's unclear if, if this person was actually the one recording it because you know how people just re-upload stuff. But I think it's very important. One, for parents to take note on who is teaching their kids and the education system in the school because you don't want to get your ch your child to be, one, getting taught by a leftist indoctrination camp. Two, um, you don't want them to become also indoctrinated online. I think it's extremely important to make sure your children, at the very least, can have different political opinions. If your kid wants to be, you know, more Democrat, more socialist, hey, you know, it's their right. Maybe eventually they'll wake up and they'll realize and they'll probably come to become conservatives one day. That's just typically what happens. But at the very least, teach them the respect of the country. Now, I think a lot of the kids in this video, I'm going to pull it up one more time. I just want to see if there's any difference in the nationalities. Um, it looks like mostly white people. I think the one of the kids standing, he doesn't really seem completely white. Um, yeah, I mean, it just looks like mostly white people sitting down doing nothing. Um, you know, it, this could. Um, what I'm hoping this is is just a bunch of lazy kids who just don't don't want to stand up. That's kind of what I'm hoping is the situation. I mean, who you know, we've all been in class and we all just hate, you know, early morning, you just want to lay down and sleep during class. You don't feel like standing up or doing anything. I mean, that's an entire possibility. Um, I, I'd rather the kids be lazy than hate America. But let me know what you guys think. Um, yeah, I mean, we gotta, we can't let them win. We can't let the radical left indoctrination win. Anyway, guys, thank you for watching. If you're listening to this on the podcast apps, if you're listening on Apple, please rate five stars right now real quickly. Also, um, if you support my show and you're watching this and not on the podcast apps, go subscribe on the podcast apps right now. The Joey Salino Show, it's virtually everywhere. Also, if you do want to support my show a little bit more than just subscribing on the podcast apps, you can become a YouTube channel member, Facebook channel member, or even a Patreon supporter. The link should be in the bio somewhere to become a Patreon supporter. So if you can do any of those things, the show is completely funded and supported by you guys. If you do that, greatly appreciated. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching and listening. I'll probably be here tomorrow. Peace out.